The Rouge Report is brought to you by Young's Equipment, your case IH dealer in Southern Saskatchewan. Young's is home to a wide selection of new and used case IH combines to meet your needs for any size farm. Their experienced technicians and wide selection of parts will keep you running all season. Go to youngs.ca and use the podcast code ROUGE, R-O-U-G-E, for your chance to win a writer's prize package. Welcome to the Rouge Report, presented by Young's Equipment. I'm Cody Fajardo. And I'm Isaac Harker. Follow along as we tackle CFL topics one point at a time. Rough Rider Podcast. Welcome into episode 14 of the Rouge Report. And man, we took a Labor Day week off and it was probably one of the hardest weeks for me. Um, that was truly the first time I ultimately missed the CFL thinking about Labor Day and last year's Labor Day Classic and everything that it entails. Uh, How do you feel about that, Isaac? I tried to stay off social media as much as I could because everything was just reminding me of it. So I was just like, let me just not do that to myself. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, you think for for me at least six years, Labor Day has been this big, you know, thing in the CFL, and now all of a sudden you look around, and you're like, well, what am I going to do for Labor Day? I usually have my schedule planned. <laughs> yeah, usually have an itinerary with everything you need to do and <laughs> and all that, and all the excitement for all the events and the game itself, and then boom, nope. Yeah, for sure. But uh, we got football back. The NFL is back, and. I came away impressed, honestly, for the first week. Um, I noticed that uh, I was fairly entertained, for sure. There was a lot of good quarterback play, which makes it a lot better. I'm in two fantasy leagues, which makes that even more entertaining. But uh, the one thing I will say about the no fans, it didn't seem to affect me in the NFL games, but watching college football did not have that same flair that it usually had. And, and so I found myself not – I didn't watch any college football on Saturday, which I usually watch something, um, and then watch, obviously, the NFL games. How did you feel about the whole no fan situation? Yeah, it's definitely – it's okay, I'm going to lead with something that I thought was really funny. Uh, in the post in the post game, <laughs> Belichick, someone asked, like, oh, it must have been so different, like – how can you compare it? Like, it's like nothing you ever seen in your life having no fans in the stands. Like, what'd you take away from the atmosphere? Have you ever experienced anything like it? And he just goes, practice. <laughs> the most Belichick way. And then the reporter's like, oh, that, that's a good point. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it makes sense. And that's what I was worried about. I mean, if the CFL got up and running and no fans is it would be hard for me to think that it's not practice. It's a game, right? That there's thousands of people watching on online or on the TV uh, copy and no fans in the stands. But you have to tell yourself, like, this is a real game. If I throw an interception, it really matters throwing interceptions, not like in practice. Yeah, I mean, it's I'd be interested to see how it feels to, to play as well like without having any fans, but I'd obviously rather have the 33,000 plus rider fans in attendance, but it'd be kind of a weird experience for sure. Yeah. I think uh, one thing that I noticed, which I don't think many people, other people noticed, but uh, there was a lot of hard counts and I didn't really think about it at the time, but now looking at it with no fans, you can get guys to jump off sides. And I saw it quite a bit uh, over Sunday, Monday and Thursday was there was a lot of hard counts used 
on for away teams who are on the road and they got guys to jump. I remember watching, I was watching the saints game there at home, but they did a hard count on like fourth and I don't know, five or something like that at the end of the game. And they got them to jump. But uh, usually, you know, there's some sort of noise that can cancel out the snap count. You just watch the football now when you can just only hear the snap count. I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah, definitely. I don't, <laughs> it must be more in favor of the offense because a lot of times if yeah like the crowds drowning everything out you just watch the ball but now you you're hearing all the hard counts so the better quarterbacks will have a little bit of an advantage for their o-line i think yeah and and i, but I think honestly also d-line might have an advantage because you can pick up on what the snap count cadence is going to be and the rhythm of it um for the most part right and and throw, through a course of a game you say there's you know 60 snaps you're probably going to go hard count maybe 10 times at most so you got 50 snaps where it's just the same rhythm of um of your cadence and so i think the defensive line can kind of tee off on that when it gets down to the third quarter fourth quarter but then you got to keep them honest with the hard count but i think that it kind of works both ways for the front uh front line guys but other than that like the back end dbs wide receivers it doesn't really matter yeah for sure so um no no you go okay so i i just wrote down a few things um which quarterback did you come away most impressed with this weekend Hmm. Garner Minshew, probably. Really? He went 19 of 20 with three tubs. Yeah, that's, that's a, you know, he did only throw for like 170 yards, mm-hmm. but three touchdowns, one incompletion, and a team that was decimated. All their best players went elsewhere, and everybody thought that they were not going to be a good team. The Colts got Phillip Rivers, right? Everyone was like, they're going to be, and they have, I personally believe they have the best offensive line in the NFL. Like, their offensive line is so good. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, last second Minshew magic and uh, and they win. For me, it was Russell Wilson. Watching Russell Wilson play is so much fun to watch because he's not just like the dink and dunk guy. Like he's going to throw the ball down the field. And I think he was like 20 of 25 with four touchdowns. Um, and I got to give also Aaron Rodgers some huge credit. He played probably the toughest defense out of those those other guys and he just went off like I think he felt the disrespect everybody was giving him when they drafted a quarterback in the first round and all the all the people even in fantasy like we did a league together Aaron Rodgers was like the sixth or seventh quarterback taken off the off the board and that is yours truly yours truly snapped him up yeah and see only good good quarterbacks no other good quarterbacks and so <laughs> i hope that he has a, a a good year because he he definitely deserves it but man um i i was really impressed with russell wilson going back to Minshew, he he was um he's like the fifth player in the last 20 years to complete a dawson you know what that is uh-uh. more touchdowns than incompletions in a game with more than 10 attempts and at least three touchdowns i think it was the first person to do it since when um, he's like the fifth person to do it oh, in like fifth. the last 20 years or something, oh, but wow. Russell Wilson was really close. I think he had four touchdowns and five incompletions yeah, yep. or something like that. But yeah. yeah, that's kind of a crazy stat line for sure. So now let's go. What, what team surprised you the most? Give me a, a positive surprise team and a negative surprise team. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, positively surprised by the Patriots, I guess. I thought they were really I, I don't I didn't think they were gonna flow as well as they did and they Cam Newton looked really good, better than he's looked in a while. 
So that yeah, was probably my positive well, surprise thing. Here's the thing. I think you got to realize, right, Cam Newton is playing on a minimum contract. He doesn't have that millions of dollars. So I bet you he told uh, offense coordinator Bill Belichick, all those guys, just run me. Like I, I love running the football, and that's why he carried it 15 times. When, I like when's the last time he he was running like QB power, and I'm like and not down by the goal line, right, into the middle mm-hmm. of the field. And so he's probably like, screw it. If if you guys aren't gonna pay me, then don't protect me like I'm one of these guys who has a big contract. Let me do what I I, I get to do, and, and I'm good at it. So uh, three, I think. What do you have? Two rushing touchdowns, maybe three. Yeah, uh, I think two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, man, he was fun to watch though, and he he uh, definitely made a lot of plays. And I'm excited to see the transition of the Patriots. And you already see it. Like one of my things is is it McDaniel's right? That's their offense coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that you can go from Tom Brady to Cam Newton, and they completely switched their entire offense within under a year was truly shows what a great offense coordinator McDaniels is and how he plays to his quarterback strengths because no way that's the same offense that Tom Brady, like they did not practice those plays with Tom Brady. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, another big surprise was the Redskins. They looked good. Yeah, they did look good and their defense looked good. Right. That uh, new um, draft pick that they got um, spacing on his name, but uh, he was a beast and he had that late uh, forced fumble sack that kind of mm-hmm. clinched, clinched the game for them. I, but I, the only reason I, I was surprised with Washington, the only reason I wasn't like I put them on my list was because the Eagles, I knew were going to be a bad football team this year. And the reason why is they have no receivers, right? They, uh, their defense is so, so, and I'm just not a Carson Wentz believer to tell you the truth. Like when they gave him all that money, I, I just, I was not impressed with him. And so I figured that they would struggle once they lost Foles and all those guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Are so you off me, the Baker Mayfield hype train now? Was I ever on it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't ever remember getting your opinion. But is, no, is it I, almost? Is it time to move on, or that, or is it way too early? Way too early. Overreaction. Panic. 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 I think Baker's had the longest leash out of any Browns quarterback, which mm-hmm. has been frustrating because they have not. They had one. I think one solid year. And yeah, my, yeah, yeah, his rookie year was pretty solid. Yeah, and, and my best friend, like I talk about, is the left guard for them, and and I want him to get out. Like, yeah, he's got a great contract, and he's one of the top guards in the league, um, and he's the man over there in Cleveland. But I want him to get out, and I want him to experience some playoff games because he deserves it. He's worked so hard. But I, I've never been a Baker believer. Um, there's a lot of young quarterbacks that have come in and shown it pretty pretty early and then steadily. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've never jumped on that train for me. Uh, I'm jumping on the Cardinals train. That's my number one. Dude, surprise. I was just going to say that I was, I was like Kyler Murray, no chance, dude, no chance. And he's looked so good. So dude. I was, I was wrong. I was wrong. When that guy runs the ball, he looks like, uh, like the Flintstones, like his feet go so quick. (laughs) Yeah. And so I like watching the Cardinals play. They were one or two pieces away last year offensively from being a really good offense and, uh, getting Hopkins definitely made that huge jump for them because their defense is so good. Larry Fitz has been the only like solid receiver. How happy do you think he is? Like, Oh, somebody else is getting doubled for one. (laughs) Yeah. But he got doubled and he got 14 catches. Mm -hmm. I don't think Larry had one catch, but he had the biggest play of the game. Uh, I don't. I saw it all over my Twitter line. I don't know if you saw it. It was in the second quarter, 
as the time was running out, they threw the ball to D Hop. They were laying on D Hop. Larry Fitzgerald runs, grabs the ball out of D Hop's hands, sprints it over to the ref, sets it, and they were able to spike the ball. And I think they got a late field goal. Um, and that's just a veteran play. And that's a guy who had didn't have a catch all game long. And was he sulking? Was he pissed? Was he complaining? No, he was just trying to win a football game any way he can. And that's how you that, know you got a true leader. That gave me chills when I saw that highlight, dude, for sure. Yeah, Larry okay, Fitz so yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my biggest surprise, um, my loser surprise is gotta be either the lions. I, I had high hopes for the lions coming in and especially playing the bears and they're down or they're up 17 or the entire chargers Bengals game was terrible to watch. <laughs> Gosh, I watched that game and, and it was one of the afternoon games, which there was only two other games on. So you watched quite a bit of it. And man, that was so hard to watch. Like, I, I thought uh, Burrow did okay, but I was not very impressed with him. I, I think he got hit early in the game, and it kind of affected his eyes a little bit, and he put his eyes on the rush a little bit. Man, but, I felt like they were in the backfield every play. Yeah, every single play. But I honestly, Tyrod Taylor didn't do it for me. I thought he would have been a little bit more polished as a veteran guy. How how many weeks do they give Tyrod Taylor before they go to Herbert, do you think? I I think if they're in in for their best interests, I think they wait at least eight games, at least. Really? Eight? Yeah, I, yeah. I just don't think he's well. Even if he is ready, it's like Tyrod's such a veteran that he's only going to learn so much in eight weeks. True. Like, yeah. The more time you give him, the better you're setting him up better later. Yeah. So all in all, I think my dark horse of the year is going to be the Cardinals. I, I'm going to start. Mm-hmm. I'm going to root for the Cardinals pretty hard because um, I like taking the underdogs. And they took down the NFC champs. So at, I think at home, right? And uh, mm-hmm. there was in San Fran. I mean, it doesn't really matter, right? With no fans. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I travel. You still got to travel. And I think that's something the fans need to realize is you still got to travel. Like those east to west trips or west to east trips are still going to be brutal on guys' bodies. Um, but yeah, playing in the, the, you know, St. Stadium with no fans, like that's what their biggest advantage is in a dome loud. You can't hear anything. And that's crazy there. So, um, moving on fantasy football, we got to talk fantasy football on here. Cause a lot Did of you win your play. game in our league. I didn't check the scoreboards. Oh, come on, dude. I scored 190 points. I scored the most points in both my leagues. So if anyone's looking for some fantasy league help, I'm here. To help, I am now deemed an expert analysis on fantasy football because I'm two and zero. But uh, man, my—I'll tell you this: my my team's really solid. The one play that um, player that I put in that I was really proud of, I had Cortland Sutton who got hurt in practice two days before the game or it was like Thursday and he had a Monday night game. So I couldn't wait around and be like, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? So I picked up Robbie Anderson late in the draft and I knew he's a, he's a burner. He's a guy who you're just going to throw the ball up and he had 33 points for me. And so that switch right there definitely solidified, solidified my win. But uh, I saw you played a guy, you played you know, probably the only guy in our league that doesn't take it serious. And you kind of just walked away with an easy dub. He played Sanders and Galladay, both inactive. And, uh, but you won by about 60 points. So yeah, I got the tune up game, so I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. You scheduled them and you gave him a million dollar check to come get his team whooped and then go ahead and fly home with your money. <laughs> I played team team name here and he barely scored a hundred points. <laughs> yeah. Well, I played a guy who played all of his 
guys, and he only scored 118 points. So there you go. Ooh, that's tough. Had, yeah, I kind of had a walk. But I'm in another league with, with some Ryder fans, which is really fun. Um, with DT and with uh, Luke Molander and... I scored the most points in that league too, and they were they were ragging on me on my draft picks. They thought my team was like good in 2016 because I took a lot of big name guys, and man, I scored the most points in that league. So I, I'm not a trash talker, and when I trash talk, it comes out awkward. So I tried to trash talk a little bit on Twitter, and I was just like, "Was that trash talk, or was that just kind of <laughs> like, hey, I, I have I had a good day?" <laughs> so, you got a chip on your shoulder from the doubters in the draft, man. Exactly. And that's, and that's exactly right. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased. I cannot lose in that league just because I'm playing against Ryder fans and, and uh, you know, you never want to hear the stories of, Oh, I beat Cody in fantasy football. Right. So me being the competitor that, that I am, I want to go undefeated in that league for sure. Yeah, you can't um, let it happen. You can't let it happen. Yeah. So any, any um, fantasy football tips? I think the number one is go pick up Naheem Hines for if he's on the waiver wire, because right. Uh, Mac just has a torn ACL or uh, torn Achilles. And so Jonathan, I think that's Jonathan Taylor's big name too. You can hang yeah, him with. Yeah, you can get him too because they're both going to get a ton of catches. Um, tight end wise, uh, I think I'm going to, I'm trying to pick up um, uh, the guy from the Washington Football Club, which sounds so weird <laughs> saying yeah. that. Logan Thomas, he's their starting um, tight end. He actually played quarterback. I know that guy personally. We, he played quarterback, I believe it was at Arizona State. Um, one of the Pac-12 schools, he was a quarterback and then transitioned into a tight end going from college to the NFL. How crazy is that? You know, you got to be a buddy, big uh, guy. He's a Packers tight end, Robert Tanyan Jr. He was a He was a quarterback originally at Indiana State, and we moved him to tight end. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I could see quarterback running back to running back, quarterback to receiver, but quarterback to tight end where you got to block and do all that stuff. Like, when have you ever blocked in your life, you know? <laughs> that, that's definitely the question. Yeah. So transitioning, I guess, a little bit off of football, I got a, this question asked to me over the weekend. Desert Island, three things you, you get to take. What are you taking? Okay, so this is kind of a big question. Do I get internet service and like a <laughs> like a power outlet or like what are we no. talking just like stranded? Stranded. And you got to let's say okay, let's say it's a million dollars, you got to survive for a month. You okay. got to survive for 30 days, you get to bring three things and if you it's either death or a million dollars. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. So probably going to take Okay, so clothes on your back, that that's just good. You're working yeah. on it good on that. So obviously, yeah. like you're like a big heavy jacket for one. Okay, yeah, talk, talk talk me through that. Okay, you get to take. You only get to wear, let's say, one article of clothing. What are you taking? Okay, like, so like if I go jacket, I I'm going uh, commando down low. That's what yeah. we're talking. No, no. <laughs> I'll take a duster jacket so everything's covered. <laughs> no, you get like a pair of pants. You get socks, you get one top, so you can't wear a jacket and a shirt. If you're wearing a jacket, that's a jacket and your commando underneath your jacket. Um, and then a hat or whatever else you wanted to wear. So Okay, yeah. So I'm going long pants for sure. Uh-huh. I'm going up top, probably going with a like a pretty nice sized hoodie, like a warm hoodie. Really? Got to so keep go- the sun off you during the day. But when it co- becomes night, dude, you might freeze to death. Yeah, but that, that's a good point. But you you could go shirt off too. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. 
can go jack it off during the day. And a uh, safari hat or whatever. But one of my items probably going to take a knife. Okay. Just because it seems like the right thing to do. Like if you got to like cut up a cactus to like get the water underneath or whatever. Yeah, you're not making your own cactus? it's gonna take a while but i could grow one <laughs> um shoot yeah i don't i don't know like okay rocks I'll hit you, I'll could hit do you. The trick. oh okay okay i thought you okay but yeah i mean i don't even know how to like i don't think i could make a fire without like flint okay flint or so, lighter yeah li- lighter would probably be best yeah. Okay, so I'm going lighter knife. Okay. Last item. Like, if I bring a canteen, does it come full? Sure. Easy. Taking taking the old hydro flask, and then I don't even need to do anything. I'll just survive off a hydro flask for how long was it? Thirty days. That's a panic. I yeah, I could do it. That's a panic by you. <laughs> okay, what are your three items? I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, safari hats. I'm not going for the fashion statement. So safari hat. I'm probably going like um, the golf jackets. You know, like those thin, long jackets. Um, mm-hmm. Just covers you up, but it's not like super bulky. I'm fine with that. Um, and then I'll probably go with like some active wear pants, like. I don't know, like a Lululemon pants, because I feel like, bro, you're you're scuffed for that. You think they're comfortable yeah. though? I, I'm I living guess. in comfort, and and they're very durable. Like you're spending half your million dollar check to bring a pair of Lulu <laughs> pants out there. I already have a pair, so I'll just bring those. <laughs> and then I'm bringing some sort of hiking boots. You got to bring hiking boots because um, you have no idea what you got to do on this island. But my three things, I'm going lighter. That was a good one by you. I'm going water purifier. That's something people don't think about. Bro, that's kind of that's kind of cheating on the low low. You think? I'm bringing I'm bringing a Brita and I'm purifying my water. You're purifying. Okay, well hold on. If you like to win a million dollars, I feel like you got to drink your own pee. You can't just pee into a water purifier. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) you got to drink your own pee one time in thirty days. (laughs) <laughs> bring your water purifier but you have to do you have to drink your pee on the last day if you didn't need it <laughs> yeah if i knew water purifier was on the table i think i'm bringing that instead of like I a canteen take, i let you take whatever you wanted you panicked and said hydro flask you're trying to get a sponsorship <laughs> and okay, then i'll take a yeti I don't, I don't care what the brand is <laughs> whoa dude we need to get a sponsorship and then my third and final is a solar powered flashlight i think that's a must you scared of the dark yeah, I'm going to have to venture out at night at some point. Or if there's something trying to kill me, like some animal, I won't have a knife or anything. So I'll just flash, put the flashlight in its eyes and hopefully it scares it off. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Okay, so I'm considering the water purifier null and void. You got to choose something else. <laughs> Which is <laughs> brutal for me. But I'm going. <laughs> that was I'm, my number one draft pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm going uh, sunscreen off the top of my head. Okay. And the reason why is you're going to be in the sun for 30 days. And even though you got a little light jacket and a hat, you're going to be, it's going to be beaming on your face. So I rather live for the 30 days and not have skin cancer and die afterwards with not spending my money and be protected or not That's, be a lobster. Yeah. Cause my initial thought was like, this man's going to eat the sunscreen because he's got layers on. 
<laughs> I might I might look at the sunscreen and be like, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> could you not eat for 30 days if you had uh, if you had unlimited no. water? Could you not eat for 30 days? No, you can, but I can't. No problem. No problem. I'm going 30 days. I could probably go three days. <laughs> then what, what are you eating? Like you eating cactus my, needles? My arm. <laughs> <laughs> the left one, the left one. Uh, it's like the office episode with Michael Scott's out there doing his nature thing. And he makes that little stick with the pointy end. And he's like, this is to impale my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, it's only been about two hours, but I am hungry right now. <laughs> How about when Pam and Dwight get trapped in the elevator and after like three minutes, Dwight establishes a pee corner? <laughs> Smart. Smart by him, though. <laughs> you don't know how long you're going to be in there. Have you ever been stuck in an elevator? I have. I have, actually. Uh, talk to me about that. I've always been scared to get stuck in the elevator, but how long so, were you in the elevator? 45 minutes. Ooh, so by yourself? Listen, listen. So... It was at Indiana State. It's my freshman year, and we make the playoffs, so everybody's got to stay for fall break. So they put us in, like, they closed the dorms, uh-huh. except for one dorm. So they put us all that, like, were freshmen in these, like, dorms, and they had these scuffed elevators. So we go in there. We're going down to, like, Team Meal or whatever, and the elevator's stuck. I'm like, no, because we don't have service in the elevator either. That's the yeah. biggest issue. So we're going early, so it's not going to be an issue, or so we thought. So we're, like, hitting the emergency, like, call button. The call button doesn't work. Oh, my gosh. But we're probably, like, a floor and a half from, like, the main floor where most people are staying still. Start screaming. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, immediately. So, like, we, Help! <laughs> we, we were hitting the... um the elevator call for like 10 minutes. We're like, yeah, it's going to be fine. Like it'll start working. And then we start going, Hey, douche, 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 like clanging on the door. And like after 45 minutes or so, some person's like, hello, (laughs) into the the elevator shaft. And we're like, yeah, we're in here. (laughs) He's like, okay, I'm going to try and hit the button. I'm like, no, no, no. He's like too late. We already hit the button. So it starts like making noises and stuff. And I'm like, this is it. It's over. That's it. My life's done. It's like tower of terror. (laughs) (laughs) But eventually we're like, just go get help. Like you don't need to hit the button, bro. He's like, I'm going to climb up (laughs) and saw through the side of it. Like, who is this guy? (laughs) This guy, like, no one, nobody in the elevator knew who he was. So it's just, like, three football players. Like, obviously, I'm light, but I think it was, like, a linebacker and an O-line. And I'm like, we're dead. This thing's going down. Did you uh, establish a P-corner? We were about five minutes away from establishing a (laughs) P-corner. Everyone's like staking out their their land. They're like, "This is my area. Do not come in my area." Like the first settlers, like, "Ooh, this yeah. corner looks kind of cozy." Yeah, you want the button side because it'll light up your night. You know. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> especially for you because you you're you're scared of the dark. So yeah, I need like, my if you didn't have your flashlight with flashlight. you, solar powered though, so it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's dead. I've been traveling all day. <laughs> yeah, but no. Eventually, they came and like got us out or whatever it was kind of sick nice direct west is a proud sponsor of the rouge report are you a busy business owner needing help with your marketing 
Things like updating your Google listing, thinking of a headline for a billboard, or making sure your website is in good shape. That's where Direct West comes in. Let them help with over 100 years of expertise at directwest.com. Um, are you are you watching any new things on Netflix, Hulu, or anything? You watching any new uh, TV shows? I know you're not a big TV guy, but yeah, I'll tell you what I've been watching a lot on YouTube is um, some Rocket League stuff. Like these pros are insane, so it's kind of fun to just watch. Do a lot of people play that? It. Isn't that game old? Yeah, it's like six years old, but it's going free to play on the 23rd. So you're gonna need to download that so we can start playing. Oh, that would be sweet. Okay, yeah, it's if so it's much free, fun. I'll definitely, I'll definitely do it. <laughs> if it's I'm, free, I'm in. Because I'm unemployed. That's like my big joke. <laughs> I'm unemployed. <laughs> yeah, I'm unemployed. I'm living off the government money right now. <laughs> um, okay, I got another question for you. Are you a beach guy, ocean guy, or a lake guy? Beach, ocean together. Are you an ocean or a lake guy? Hmm. I'd say at my core, I'm more of a lake guy, but I don't have any problem with the beach either. Yeah, I, I'm from SoCal. Uh, here's what I'll tell you about the beach. I love the beach and the ocean and everything. The water is kind of scary because you'd never know what's in it. And that's mm-hmm. kind of that's kind of scary to me, but I, I still get in. But my one of my biggest things I hate the most is when my feet are wet and I get sand between my toes when they're wet and it kind of clunks up and I put sandals on. Easily... Mm-hmm. Top three worst feelings ever for me. Worst sensations. Yeah, for for sure. That that's it. So I try to not get my feet wet early, um, especially if we're gonna leave anytime soon. But not. But they have those showers outside, so you can kind of wash your feet off. But you have to truck a little bit through the through the beach with it, and it's just brutal. So speaking I don't know. On, that's a weird thing. Speaking on that topic, what are what's a feeling that's better than? <laughs> I've got mine off. I've got mine off the dome. Okay, give give me yours while I think a little bit, because that's water know. stuck in your ear for a long, long time. Mm. You go ahead and it finally just releases out of your ear. Mm. Yeah, that's mm, that's good. I do like <laughs> that's that. That's good, but I, how, have you ever I, I peed just, after holding it in for a long time? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I haven't. I just don't get water in my ear that that much where I feel that. You know. Yeah. Sensationally, I think for me. When you have a cramp and it goes away, <laughs> subsides. <laughs> probably one of my favorite feelings, like a calf cramp that mm-hmm. just subsides and doesn't come back. Because there's nothing worse than getting a cramp and you're like, I can't move because it's going to cramp up again. But <laughs> when it's gone for good, then you're like, oh, I can live my life again. I'm not stuck in this horror of a torture jacket of just being clamped up and tight, you know? I've, so. got, I've got a hilarious story about cramping, actually. Give it to me. So in high school, I was like, I was like, my body is a temple. Like I wouldn't drink anything really besides like water or like the low calorie Gatorades. Uh-huh. And we had this double header and it was like so hot. It was like, had to have been like a hundred degrees. And we played all seven innings both times and all that. And we go to Pizza Hut after, like as a team. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I, I did good today. I'm going to go ahead and get pink lemonade. So I'm like downing pink lemonades, like probably six of them. And then I'm like, oh man, I'm cramping. So my, my quad starts to cramp and I like get out of my seat 
and I start stretching it, and then my hamstring starts oh. to cramp in that same leg. So then I straighten that out, and then my quad starts to cramp. I'm literally like squirming <laughs> on the floor at pizza, like help to my friends, like help, please, please help me. <laughs> wow, just making a scene right next to the buffet. Okay, give me give me top worst pizza has a buffet by the way. Uh, the one in our hometown does. You pay like seven dollars, you get unlimited whatever. It's wow. Sick. Okay, I did not know that. Um, okay, what's the worst muscle to cramp? Is it calf or hammy? Ooh, that's a that's a great question. Calf, Have you ever? I think calf is a little bit less because you can at least stay seated and stretch your calf. When your hammy goes, you have to instantly stand up. You cannot be seated. <laughs> so I remember we'll be in like team meeting or something, and guys would just like stand up out of nowhere and like, "What are you doing?" Oh my my! I felt like my hammy was about to cramp. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had like an abdominal cramp on you? No. Mm-mm. I've had my like lower left one cramp after like a long workout, and then you do abs after, and it's just like you can't escape it. You just like squirm like an idiot for like 30 seconds till it goes away. Yeah. I'm usually lower extremities is what cramps on me. Uh, like my arms, my body, my stomach doesn't really cramp, but I'm not like a really big cramper as is. No. I, I do a good job. I think hydrate. I mean, I drink a lot of water um, leading up to the I think I can count on one hand, there. like how many times I've cramped yeah. in my legs. And stuff. But there's some guys that are just more uh, susceptible to it. Like I know Trevor Harris is one of those guys. He, he talked about when I was with him in Toronto, he talked about all the time how he just <laughs> – has a hard time battling his cramps and uh and some people just just get it more than others right so all right i got uh, another question for you are the clippers gonna blow the 3-1 lead tonight i sure hope so really i think they're so unlikable as a team really Kawhi? you don't like Kawhi? no big Kawhi guy Boardman gets paid you know what i'm saying but yeah i don't Beverly. pat is worst yeah pat bev i don't like Harold that much not a huge fan of Lou Williams after his antics this this year and stuff so I don't know I'm just kind of rooting against him. I lost a lot of respect for the Clippers the way that they were playing um Luca in oh the my gosh match. like and then I think Harold's his name like he was saying all this stuff and I'm just like come on dude like yeah. there's no place in that like he's a baller just like let the guy live and play like so yeah the I don't know part was he said that he apologized then the next game, he hurts his ankle. The game after that, he, like, blatantly just steps on his ankle so hard. Yeah. I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah, there's no place in any game for that. But I, I would, I just want to see Clippers-Lakers uh, Western Conference Final. Like, that would be cool to me. Just growing up from down there, that would be yeah, cool. Yeah, I think that's what the NBA wants, too. So the, the Nuggets would have to play really well tonight to win, I think. Well, the NBA didn't want the Raptors to lose. You know why? Because no. they, they lose all the viewership in Canada. Right. Oh, so you got to think about how many people watch the Raptors when they're playing and it becomes now the U.S. and Canada thing. And then once the Raptors are out, they lose, you know, millions of followers or viewers yeah, off of that. I didn't even, off, the, off the dome, I couldn't even think of that. So. And so they tried everything they could to get them back in the end of the game. And so sometimes the NBA, what they want, they don't get. So I, I think Clippers pull it off tonight. I think it'll be closer than what people think it'll be. But I think the Clippers definitely pull it off. It's like that infamous series in like 2003 or something where the Sacramento Kings were like just getting destroyed by the refs because they were playing the Lakers. I think uh-huh. that was the Western Conference Finals too. Yeah, I, and that's it's funny how I mean, there's definitely I I'm, I don't think it's 
very popular in football, but like in seven game series, I think that they try and prolong it as much as they can, right? To, to get more viewership. When you're playing football, you get one game, so you're just going to get viewership off that. But when you have seven game series, maybe even hockey too, same thing, right? Um, I forget. Gonna... I, I know they gave a number, like how much they lose when they don't take a, like in a game, like a five game series versus seven, like how much they lose. And it's just like an incredible amount. Oh, really? That would be an interesting thing to look up for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I didn't even think about that because you're losing. I mean, but the TV market's technically paying for the seven-game series, so mm-hmm. at least they're not losing money off the TV, but they'll lose definitely off the ads and everything else. Have you ever had jobs, like, aside from football? Did you ever, like, work summer jobs and stuff? Yeah, you had to kind of in college because you get your scholarship check, right? But then you don't see any of the scholarship money in the summer. You take Mm -hmm. summer school classes, so you get like a portion of your check. But if you wanted to stay around, which you had to for football, pretty much had to pay your rent. So you had to get a job. So actually how I met my wife was that way. We uh, both worked at the dorms and I was a mover and she was a painter. So I would come in, I'd move all the furniture. It was me and a couple other football guys would come in, move all the furniture out of the dorm. And then her and a couple of the other girls, um, some of our friends and stuff would come in, they'd paint the dorm. And then once they were done, we'd move the, the furniture back in. But we spent the painters and the movers spent every day together in the summer. And so that's a meet cute. Yeah. That's how we met. Well, really I, uh, I learned, I, I got my wife with a magic trick and tricks. Yeah. I I thought I shared this story, but maybe not. You you did with me, but I'm just kind of, (laughs) okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically I, uh, I went home every day, went on YouTube, YouTube university and learned, a new magic trick every single night because like when you see someone every single day especially someone that you're interested in it's hard to strike up a conversation every single day right and you get nervous and stuff so i'm like i just need an op- a good open and everybody kind of knew me as the the magic guy cuz i would do magic tricks with like the football guys and so i was you like i'm the I'll- magic guy on campus huh? i'm like magic 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 you always had a cape on on campus <laughs> yeah and a and a rabbit in my hat and <laughs> So I would go, I would go learn a new magic trick and every day I'd bring it to work and that would just kind of start the conversation. And then one day I called her out. I was like, she's like, I'm going to go learn a a magic trick. And I'm like, okay. And so we had like, I don't know, at the, at work, it was like a pack of like 20 decks of cards. And when she left, she, I didn't see her take a, a pack of cards. And so that was my cue and that was my end. So then I direct messaged her on Twitter and said like, Savage. hey, hey, I didn't see you um, take a deck of cards. And she said that she really forgot about it. And so luckily I said something and, and the rest was kind of history. And it was, uh, yeah, I mean, magic trick. I owe a lot to YouTube and learning a bunch of, I, I don't, I probably remember, two, I learned probably over 20, 25 magic tricks. I probably remember two of them, which is kind of sad, but uh, yeah. yeah, that was it. But- that cramming mentality, you'll you'll lose it quick. But okay, so that sounds like a job I'd want. Kind of sounds like government work. You're just kind of sitting around doing magic tricks all day. Well, here's the here's the <laughs> thing. So you have uh, you have um, like a set time to finish something, and so we would it would be like I don't know six weeks or whatever we'd work or however long summer is a month maybe, 
And so it would take us like, I don't know, they would say like, this project's going to take you all summer. But if you finished it in two weeks, which we did, then you have two weeks where you just kind of are around. And if they need you for anything, then they call you, right? <laughs> you just had so, pizza parties and we're surrounded on a yeah, stage. Doing exactly. magic tricks. And so that was what was cool was like, we showed up, we did all of the work that was asked and more, and we finished it in a much more manlier time than, the, than they give, gave us. Right. And now you're just kind of there at work and playing magic tricks and stuff. So better than the summer jobs I had in college. Let me tell yeah, you. So would you, would, would you have, dude, I was detailing cars. Oh man. Doesn't sound bad. Does it? No, that let me terrible. go ahead and get into it. <laughs> sounds terrible. So it's summer. So it's like 90 degrees ish. We worked in this garage like that was just like radiating heat. So it was like a hundred degrees at all times in this garage. Again, not too bad. Like, okay. My thought was like, Oh, you're washing the outside of the car and like, you call it good. No. So <laughs> these people who bring in their cars, bro, have no shame. I swear to you. They bring in the nastiest cars you've ever yeah. seen. And you got to like clean the inside. And I can't tell you how many times, like, you're like scrubbing tartar sauce out of carpets and it's a hundred degrees. And this dude, I was gagging so much. There's just like the stench and all the garbage and disgusting stuff in the car. You're just like, how do people live like this? I have two questions for you. Okay. <laughs> that I'm very intrigued on. First question. How much did you get paid for this job? And did you get tips? Um, no to the tips, eight fifty an hour. How many cars would you do an hour? You think? Two. It took so long, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, like that was if you're busting ass, you'll get two done. Okay, I have a lot more than just two questions now. I've realized how many cars would you do in a day? So I'd probably like, or how so long I'd would you work out your hours? Hours. Yeah. So I'd wake up at like 5:45. We lift at like 6:30. 6:30 goes to probably eight, and then you're on the field eight to nine doing workouts or whatever. So then I'd run home, shower, I'd start work at 10 and I'd work till four. And like, you could take a lunch break however long you wanted, but like, I would just pack my own lunch so that I could get like as many like clocked hours as I could. Yeah. So in a day, like in that six 10, hour span, 10 or 12 cars. minus lunch. Yeah. It was like 10 cars, but yeah. these, <laughs> dude, I can't even begin to describe the insides of these cars. Well, that's that my next in. question. What's the worst thing you saw in someone's car? Yeah, so like Long John Silver's like um obviously like decent if you like it, but not a not a huge seafood guy, but like sometimes it sounds good, but when it's in like a hundred degree car and it's like probably two weeks old and ground into the carpet, it's not like that appetizing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so food. So food was the worst thing? Yeah, it's like you have like sauces and foods just like ground into the carpet, like stomped in there, but then like there's just like these like <laughs> This is this sounds bad, but it's like these fluids, bro. You don't know what it is. You're like, is that boogers? Like, Ugh. is that vomit? Like, I don't know what that is, but I have to clean it. <laughs> Did you wear gloves? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because pe these people probably were thinking like, all right, I'll just get my car detailed at the end of every month and just whatever. Oh, yeah. And like the money like to get your car detailed is not enough for the, <laughs> for the work that gets done, especially like. like how, much, how much do they charge per car? I'm I'm not even sure. It must have been like 150 bucks, but like at the same time, I get a car done in an hour, I get $8.50 from it. But did you have to do, you, you had to do the car by yourself or did you have a partner? Usually there's like a partner, but like 
if he's got other stuff to do, like, cause he was like the head honcho. He's been there for like 10 years. Yeah. So he like does the cool fun projects and he's like, yeah, you can go ahead and detail the inside of this one, buddy. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I but, yeah. definitely haven't had a grime, grimy job like that. Another summer job I had was I worked for the city parks and rec here. And so like I coached a little league baseball team and like helped soccer coach soccer and all this stuff. But like my check was so like, I would work, I don't know, a decent amount. And my check would be like, for like a week's worth of work it would be like $38 or like $42 I think my biggest check was like a hundred bucks and that was like two weeks I I said just push my pay me every two weeks not at weekly and it was like $119 or something like that and it was definitely not worth it it was brutal the best job I ever had was that I was working in when I was at mines, I did I nine sports. It's like these like youth sports leagues and camps. So like, like if there was a camp that week, it'd be like four hours a day for three days a week. And then like, you have usually like two leagues a week. So you work like four hours a night for two nights. Mm -hmm. And then we were making 20 an hour, dude. Really? Yeah. And it was so much fun. Like you're just coaching these kids, like usually the parents coach. So all you do really is set up, and then you stand at the booth and they ask you questions like, hey, where are we playing? And you got the list and you tell them. But like if a coach doesn't show up, you coach a team and stuff like that. So that was fun. And then mines like itself as an institution are in these basketball camps that were like live-in camps. So they'd go from like 8 a.m. to like 8 p.m. And you got to work that whole time. And I think we were making like 15 an hour for that. But it was so fun because like you were the coach and you got to like there was two scrimmages and you watched them play. Yeah, and then you draft like your team, so it was like a fancy draft for like <laughs> you sports, dude. It was so awesome. <laughs> it was wow. so much fun. Yeah, that's cool. I tried to ref one time, and I got yelled at by the fans. And I'm like, never again will I do this because it didn't matter what what foul I called. One side of the stands was pissed at me, and I and it was basketball. I never grew up playing basketball, so I didn't know much. And so my mm-hmm. buddy was like trying to tell me like, hey, look for this, this, and this. I was the the ref that like waited for someone else to blow the whistle, then I blew my whistle. <laughs> like I never really, unless it was really blatant, I would just, I let the boys play. Like, I'm like, just, just let them play. Oh yeah. He's hacking them, but this is sixth grade basketball. Like obviously people are going to get hacked. I'm not calling this like a professional basketball. You got that Indiana barn ball record yeah. going on. Like no blood, no foul. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> so, talk to me about your recent trip. Did you drive to Texas or fly? I actually flew. So wow, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of you <laughs> flying. That's true. I um went through Spirit, so it was not not too gouging on the wallet. But I got to see Emily for three and a half days ish, and it was so much fun. Like oh, we I just bet. went around eating and then hanging out at her house with her family and her siblings and stuff. We got to watch her sister play soccer. Scored two goals. It was wow. it was electrifying. I'll tell nice. you, that's pretty cool that they're actually they're playing sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it is Texas, and I was down there too. And and anything goes down there in Texas, like it's its own, it's its own country. (laughs) Yeah. The only thing I know about Spirit is that one meme where it's like the guys having like a heart attack, and they're like, "Is there any uh, doctors on board?" Of course not. It's Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) I think I butchered that terribly, but it's something like that. Which the sentiment still stands. the The worst part is you're like okay, well, I have a two-hour flight, a three-hour layover, and then a two-hour flight with Spirit. And then I'm like, dang, I'm thirsty. And they're like, 
uh, any drinks? I'm like, yeah, water. She's like, okay, let me get your card. I'm like, for water? Card? No <laughs> way. Yeah, like, come on, guys. I flew United on my on one of my flights home, and they're like, you want anything to drink? I'm like, is it? Can I have it? They're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Give me a ginger ale. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you went all out. Yeah, you I was went like, from water to ginger ale. I went from no water to ginger ale. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, you were thinking about just getting water the first flight. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then they're like, that'll be like $15.99. I'm like, whoa. No. Laura and I, we went to the Bahamas in March right before everything went crazy. We paid $24 for two waters. $24 for two one liters. And I never. The best felt, water you ever had? I never felt so gouged in my entire life. <laughs> And then come to realize they gave us free water in our hotel. So we just basically bought that and just for the story. <laughs> wow. Gotta yeah. love that. That was, yeah, that was brutal. So Laura and I, we drove from uh, Fort Worth because she finished her first clinical and now she's got 12 weeks in California. We drove from Fort Worth to um, uh, to Orange County. And so we stopped in uh, Tucson, Arizona. But yeah, that was such a boring drive. Nothing uh, out What's there. your favorite part about Texas? Mm, leaving. Are you serious? <laughs> I Dang. was, I was just tough. humid, hot. Like we were on West Texas, which is not pretty at all. Like if you've ever been to West Texas, like East Texas, I heard is beautiful and, and awesome. But West Texas, like driving was like terrible. The only, I'll tell you the best thing I liked about Texas was the gas prices. I would paid like, a dollar seventy for a gallon of gas, which was a steal. Yeah, Other than that, I was in Houston and Austin, and it's pretty beautiful on the east side of Texas. Yeah, honestly. yeah, that's what it, it's east sides where it's really nice at. But yeah, I I did not like anything about Texas, and I will never move there. And I can see why people are moving there because you can get these mansions for super cheap. But then again, you like have to drive thirty minutes to the nearest grocery store. It's not like everything's right there for you conveniently, you know. So. Emily lives know. outside of uh, Houston and like there's so many beautiful like high schools and sports fields and everything like I, I don't know I'm a pretty big fan yeah high school football I mean I'm a big fan of that in Texas but right now it's the worst because they're only letting so many fans in right but when you think about high school football in Texas you think about packed venues 20,000 people like it's legit so yeah I'm I just I realized I that's one place I do not want to live so you're you're all in for Reno, huh? Oh yeah, this place is amazing. Like if you come here, you realize how beautiful Reno is and Lake Tahoe and the outdoorsy. Like we're Laura and I are so outdoorsy. And so you get it all here. You have a river that runs through the city, you have mountains, you have Lake Tahoe, like I said, like 45 minutes away. Biking, running, hiking, it doesn't matter. And then you have the Wolfpack, which obviously is our alma mater. And that's everybody's all in on the Wolfpack because we don't have a professional sports team, right? So it's just, I mean, and and where we live, the house we bought, Laura's sister lives two streets away, over from us. My best friend lives two-minute drive away, so like four or five blocks over. And then one of our other good friends lives about an, another five minutes the other way. So we're all in the same exact neighborhood, which is so cool um, to have, you know, to live in a neighborhood with everybody where you can just walk or bike to your, your friend's house is, is really fun. Yeah, that's cool. You, uh, you've been doing any spike ball recently, any outdoor stuff? 
No, I haven't. Laura and I played tennis. That was the most competitive thing I've done in the last, I don't know, well, other than golf. I've been playing a lot of golf, but that's the most competitive thing I've done in a while. You ever kick a soccer ball around with Laura? Yeah, we do. We, she, I, uh, she makes me because I'm terrible at soccer. And if you know me, you know I hate things that I'm bad at, and I will not do things that I'm bad at. And soccer is one of them. So we were legitimate. We were in D.C. one time when we were trying to juggle a uh, soccer ball, and we had to get 50. 50 times we had to juggle it back and forth. and Like one touch each? One touch, yeah. Wow. Well, we couldn't do it because I kept failing on me. So I, I <laughs> bended the rules a little bit, and I said, okay, Laura gets two touches, and then I get one touch. And that got us there a little bit quicker. We were there for like, I don't know, four hours trying to do this. And finally, we got it. And then we just left the park. <laughs> People probably thought we were crazy, but we That's were it. doing this we're for done. like three or four hours. And it was, oh, it was so hard. But I'm so bad on my foot to eye coordination. And Laura's completely opposite. Like her foot to eye coordination is really good. Her hand eye coordination isn't at, as strong. And so like we're playing tennis and the ball will come at her. And instead of like hitting her with a racket, she'll try and kick it with her foot. she like legit kicks it with her foot and it like goes over and we're like does that count <laughs> so yeah I, I like kicking the ball around with emily she's she's really good at it so it's like makes you a little bit better because she'll kick it like right where you need it to get, like yeah to, to go you just move your foot and it's there <laughs> do, you, do you guys uh i played in dc i played in a rec team with them i've never played soccer in my life but i was their goalie and I was pretty, I had a lot of fun playing goalie. There were so many rules that I didn't know. And they had to teach me that I didn't know the goalies had to do. Like if it was like team, futsal or like an actual soccer field, soccer field. It was like, uh, it was not futsal, but it was smaller. And it was okay. seven, I think it was seven on seven, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to 11 on 11, but it was like a half, half field, but it wasn't like that tight futsal, super close. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like your teammate passes back to the goalie. You can't grab it with your hands. Like I learned that and I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay, that's tough. Um, so, but I had so much fun doing that and I only did it one year. And then last year, obviously signing my contract, I was like, I'm not going to risk myself, you know, playing goalie on this rec league soccer team, but we were the best team in the league. And I felt like I was probably one of the better goalies in the league. Cause I can do the hand-eye coordination stuff. I just cannot kick the ball. They tried to they tried to snipe you from Sask with a bigger contract. Yeah, they're like, "How much are they paying you?" <laughs> <laughs> Let me open the pocketbook. Yeah, back up the Brinks truck. Ten year contract, Mahomes style, five hundred million. Five hundred million. It was funny when they played on Thursday. They were like the two most, the highest paid quarterbacks, like a combined six hundred thirty five million. And I'm thinking like five hundred of that is one person. <laughs> <laughs> they're like 635 i'm like yeah okay deshaun watson got 135 million which is an outstanding number but it doesn't even he's the second highest paid player in the league and it doesn't even come close to mahomes 503 million dollars yeah now that's a contract yeah for sure one day one day <laughs> Five hundred thousand would be wild <laughs> 500 million Five hundred million dollars. What did you can't even spend it that much? No. So it's coming in faster and you can get it out. Yeah. No, I, I agree one hundred percent. Well, I think that just about does it for episode fourteen of the Rouge Report. Thank you guys for listening in on this little NFL Sunday uh miscellaneous episode. Banter episode for sure. Yep. 
make sure you like and subscribe and give all those good ratings or whatever whatever you guys want to do live your life but it helps us for sure yeah and questions if you got fantasy questions nfl football questions something that comes up send them my way on twitter or isaac's way on twitter and we'll try hit, and cover hit up it. the schwami uh cody fajardo highest scoring in any league of all time fantasy <laughs> guru <laughs> thank you for listening to the rouge report presented by young's equipment a rough rider podcast you're listening to the rouge report brought to you by young's equipment your macdon headquarters when you're in the field this harvest let macdon lead the way macdon headers are built tough to deliver worry-free harvesting performance with any crop in any condition and on any combine remember to go to youngs.ca and use the podcast code rouge that's r-o-u-g-e for your chance to win a rider's prize package